following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are presented by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. They have incredible giveaways, promotions, and the new Ascend Sportsbook is now open with live sports wagering inside Soaring Eagle. And their summer outdoor concert series will feature some of the biggest shows ever in Mount Pleasant. Indoor shows happening. They have the Soaring Eagle Water Park and Hotel right across from the casino property the upscale accommodations at the retreat. Everything you need is at SoaringEagleCasino.com or download the Eagle Access app. Tuesdays are presented by the incredible Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for The Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, The Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. You ready? Now, let's go to the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Parts Studio with the huge one, Bill What's up, Michigan? It's time for another hour of the only show willing to tell it like it is on 19 radio stations statewide. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. Conversation in this hour will include Michigan looking back at week one, looking ahead to week two. Also, AP Top 25 poll, like I said, Over the weekend on the Huge Show Facebook and Twitter pages, Alabama, Georgia, the rest of college football is JV. If you watched Alabama and Georgia, it was like re-watching Michigan play in Georgia in the college football playoff. Alabama and Georgia are on different levels. We watched Ohio State at ND. Saturday night. They're not in the big boy category, even though they are number three in the latest AP Top 25. How about this? Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, and Michigan, your top four. Oh, that's nice. So if the college football playoff was happening tonight, Michigan would get Alabama this time around instead of Georgia. Hey, how about you just take that southern foot and stick it where the sun doesn't shine? Clemson 5, they looked pretty good last night in that win over Georgia Tech. Texas A&M 6, Oklahoma 7, Notre Dame's 8. They get so much love in the polls. They do, but they showed up for three quarters at Ohio State on Saturday night. Baylor 9, USC 10, Michigan State is 14. There you go. Uh, By the way, in the coaches poll, Michigan is 5. Michigan State is 11. So the coaches are using hashtag Tuck coming. AP and the writers are going, it's okay to swim in the deep end or stop by the woodshed. I know polls don't mean anything, and they really shouldn't do any poll until after like four games. 
because everybody lives off their name. But I will tell you, Alabama and Georgia. Varsity, rest of college football, JV. Book it, mark it down. You heard it first. On the day after Labor Day, on the huge show across Michigan, your national championship game is already set. So go ahead and play all the games. Michigan can win at Ohio State, win the Big Ten. That'd be pretty cool. Win another Big Ten championship, and then it's time to knock on college football playoffs door. Hello, Mr. Georgia. Good to see you. Hello, Mr. Alabama. You want to pick a score? It doesn't matter if it's Michigan or Michigan State. You want 42 nothing? You want 44 nothing? Go ahead and pick it. And then a lot of people are just giving me grief. Oh, you're telling me that Ohio State and Michigan couldn't beat Georgia and Alabama? Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. Do the CBS eyeball test. Look at those two teams, Alabama and Georgia. Just watch them walk out of the locker room. They look like NFL teams. They're coached like NFL teams. Now, I will tell you, Mel Tucker coached under both Kirby Smart and Nick Saban. He's building something similar. He hopes he can do it. Because you're playing catch-up on the five-star train, but... Coach Tucker is upgraded with a lot of four stars for that next recruiting cycle. And then you're going to get into that name, image, and likeness money, which I still think will sort itself out. But that's where Harbaugh and Michigan. And they're stepping up. That's the game right now. It is. You can, uh, Alabama and Georgia will play for the national championship again. They're that good. They are. And I appreciate the Big Ten flavor because the Big Ten is well represented in the AP Top 25, Michigan 4, Ohio State 3. That's pretty cool. And they got ND8. People keep talking about, oh, it's all the Southern and West schools because it's warm, they're good. I get because their high school teams can like practice year-round or the kids can work out. Uh, also from the Big Ten, Michigan State at 14, Wisconsin at 19. There you go. Penn State got a few votes after winning at Purdue and didn't look that bad because they got a quarterback. And Franklin can keep the opposition in any game at any time. So Alabama, Georgia, we're actually doing the huge power poll. We've cut a deal with Bud Light, and it's going to be the Bud Light huge college football power poll. And every week, I'm just going to put Alabama and Georgia 1A, 1B, And then I'm going to have below it the rest of college football. And then for the second straight day, people are accusing me of now being a Southern homer. I'm a homer to the South. Okay, great. It's like talking about Michigan and Michigan State. I can't win in that conversation. And because I say, without hesitation, Alabama and Georgia separate themselves today from the rest of college football, all of a sudden, I'm Mr. Southern Comfort. And I haven't drank that whiskey since I was, well, let's just say a little bit under 21. Then I barfed all over my date, and it was at a party, and that stuff, I just can't drink it.
So it's basically why I hate the South. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com is going to join us for a couple of segments. He's standing by. You know, Clayton, from my personal vantage point with a lot of Michigan fans at a house party on Saturday at the Mohawks here in the Grand Rapids area, not one Michigan fan said that Cade should be the number one quarterback moving forward. Not one. Not one. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you could watch that game and, and I guess, you know, come up with that take. Um, I'm more in the camp of, you know, this weekend will be interesting too. We're not going to learn a ton again because Hawaii literally might be the worst team uh, in college football at this level. I mean, they, they lost their first two games of Vanderbilt and Western Kentucky by a combined score of 112 to 27. Uh, we're not in either of those games at any point. So we're not going to learn a ton, but I mean, it's another opportunity next weekend for this weekend for Cade McNamara, who really struggled. I thought he was tight early on. You saw some missed throws and then his receivers didn't do him uh, any favors with, you know, dropping a couple of his passes in the first half. He settled in a little bit, made a couple nice throws, including one to Eric all over the middle, which I thought was a really nice catch too in traffic. And then he was able to run, uh, but it, you know, I don't know how you could watch that game and say, yeah, that's it's Cade's job. At the same time, they're not judging it necessarily just on that, but as further and further away you get from camp, and I know Cade McNamara said that he felt like he was ahead coming out of fall camp. Further and further away you get every day, every week from that, uh, it's uh, the games matter more than anything else. And right now, based on 2022 game action, J.J. McCarthy has a clear lead, in my opinion. But, again, we'll, we'll assess again this weekend. You mentioned it uh, in your open to this segment with the, the legs, you know, J.J. McCarthy – he adds that different element. When he came in, the offense just felt smoother. You know, I mean, he takes, you know, they have to account for him in the run game. We saw him score on a 20-yard touchdown, um, you know, on a read option play. He also, when he was in, they were able to run off the middle a little bit more because the defense, again, has to account for him. So there's a different element he brings, and uh, there's no doubt about that. So at this point, I think he has the edge. You could tell in the postgame press conference that Cade McNamara was a little frustrated or, you know, a little more than a little frustrated and maybe feeling the pressure a little bit. So this is really, really fascinating. An interesting subplot to talk about when, you know, with Michigan's late non-conference schedule. You come out of a 51-7 to game with this much to talk about, it's good for business, I guess. And the one thing about Cade looking frustrated, the post-game presser, his body language walking off, his body language even to start the game, I almost sense, and it's my own opinion, and I'm not there Clayton, that he knows J.J. McCarthy is a better quarterback. He knows uh, what's coming. That That's just my take on it. Yeah, or he's in his head about, you know, he's still mad that he wasn't named the full-time starter coming out of camp. When at, You know, at a certain point, I understand it. Let's say he thinks he played better. Sure. I mean, you're going to believe that you're going to be the guy, but you got to shake that off and understand that you're in a new situation now. You're competing with J.J. McCarthy. And it felt like Cade McNamara was kind of playing tight and not to lose the job. And J.J. McCarthy, the kid who was promoted, as Jim Harbaugh put it, looked like he was the guy out there having fun, playing loose, that sort of thing. And that's going to win you the job. So regardless of what has happened in practice, which Jim Harbaugh continues to say it's been neck and neck, um, you got to move on if you're Cade McNamara. I, I would expect him to play better this weekend, but um, – Man, if it's anything similar to last weekend, I mean, if DraftKings came out with a line, what? I mean, it would J.J. McCarthy would be favored to start that next game against UConn. 
Yeah, and and I think that's that's the going to name him the starter. And I, I know Nicole Auerbach from the Athletics said that JJ coming in this game because Cade was struggling, he just wasn't looking good. JJ starting the next game, which was set you know a week ago this past Saturday, almost sets up then for JJ to get the butterflies out of being the starter against UConn and roll in uh, to the meat of the schedule. That that's kind of my take. I may be wrong, maybe off, but it's how I see it from a distance. I don't think that was pre-planned in terms of that, but at the same time, you're right. I mean, this was Cade McNamara's game last week, right? We were all talking about, okay, this is his turn. How's Cade going to do? You know, whatever. We knew they were both going to play, <laughs> but then it turns out it's the J.J. McCarthy show, and that's all anyone's talking about, and rightfully so, because he played well. It's amazing that he only had 11 snaps, so we got to keep in mind this was a small sample size. 11 offensive plays for J.J. McCarthy, but they were all smooth. The offense looked really good when he was in there, albeit against the you know, light competition, but the same competition that Cade McNamara was facing. Uh, and, you know, we thought we'd be, you know, talking about Cade McNamara coming out of this game and what he did to win the job or not win the job. We're doing that, uh, but in the sense that we're also talking a lot about what J.J. McCarthy did in a positive way. And as you said, now, you know, he goes into, well, you can't say he doesn't have starting experience after this weekend because he'll start on Saturday night. And again, if he looks better in that game, literally against one of the worst opponents you could play, I guess, uh, important to note that as well, then I, I think he would start the next weekend. And if he does well, then you keep going. The luxury for Michigan here is, you know, let's say J.J. does struggle in a game in, in two, three, four weeks. You still have, as long as he stays composed and you know keeps his head on straight you still have one of the best backup quarterbacks in the country in Cade McNamara if he's the backup so that's a positive too. Yeah, Cade can only win this job by being better uh, than JJ and like you said uh, the start was so bad you know the limited arm strength which is well known uh, a lot of short passes which work when you have a running game going uh and you look at the long, deep outs, it's almost like some of the play calls as I'm watching the game, they, they weren't fitting uh, what Cade McNamara is all about. You know, the tight end throw where all made that great catch and run, uh, That those are the type of throws that you build around Cade McNamara. The long NFL-type out patterns or the deep balls, which we didn't see a lot, you, you just, it, those aren't his type of throws. They aren't. I agree with that. And I was saying this earlier too. I, I feel like that's not his type of game. And, you know, and this is what I mean by that is, yeah, you're right. He doesn't have the, the big arm or he's not super mobile where they're going to get an undisciplined defense like Colorado state. And, you know, he can run around the end for, you know, 20, 30 yards. Like his type of moments are when it gets a little bit tighter and when he's facing a good pass rush and he knows when the blitz, you know, he's so prepared that he knows where the blitz is coming and he knows where his hot receiver is when he's facing pressure and things like that. So, you know, not to give Cade McNamara an excuse, but like he, he's not really built for, you know, throwing the deep ball and, and pouring it on a, a weak opponent. He can do that and he's made good throws. They didn't really run a deep ball all day for either Cade McNamara or J.J. McCarthy. The ironic thing about J.J.'s performance is some of the better stuff he did was throwing it underneath and taking what the defense gave him too. Um, you know, which is not always what he's done when he's been in the game for Michigan. But, yeah, I, I think this um, small sample size favored McCarthy in terms of what they're doing in these first couple games. And 
you know, I mean, you hope if you're Michigan that you make the right decision. But again, you can always go back on it too. Um, you know, because both of those guys, unless one transfers midseason, are going to be here, and you still have you know the opportunity to play both and get both in the mix. So uh, it's going to be really, really fascinating what this weekend brings and what the rest of the season brings. Yeah, how Cade McNamara was openly frustrated and being a captain that that bothered me a little bit after the game uh, that. You know, you're a captain. You said, you know what, J.J. played well today. We're in a battle, and uh, may the best man win. I get the heat and uh, the crowd and the things he probably heard or his family heard and Twitter, Facebook. There's a lot of pressure of being the number one QB at Michigan and how he deals with it. Uh, We'll see. But I, I didn't expect to see McCarthy that early, and I think that was a message because the offense just didn't look good. It really... You know, it was Colorado State, uh, a dog team, and now what happens when you don't have a big arm, they can press coverage, they can put eight guys in a box, take away your run, and then I thought they did a great job of making Caden McNamara move, and he doesn't throw well on the run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know exactly what the plan would have been, but I, I think J.J. coming in, he probably did come in maybe a drive or two earlier than they expected. Um I thought the offense looked okay as a as a whole. The run game was pretty good. I mean, they averaged six yards a carry. Right. Um, you know, but I, I see your point, and I do. I will say, Kate did make a few good throws. Um, you know, once he settled down, he started out one for five, went nine for eighteen with three drops. So I mean, there was some good stuff in there, but um, you know, it just it just wasn't enough, and not what you would expect against this opponent. Doug Skeen said it on uh, the Wolverine podcast with Chris Ballas last night that it looked like Michigan was kind of running eight different plays almost out of different formations and things like that, keeping it really simple. So it's tough to fully evaluate these guys, but it's amazing that we're in this situation where I think the only team in the country auditioning at this point still with two starting quarterbacks. So uh, really, really interesting. JJ with the start this weekend. Uh, I kind of want to fast forward to Saturday already. Yeah. You win 51-7. You're number five in America off a Big Ten championship year where you beat Ohio State and got to the college football playoff Final Four, yet there's still this massive question about your QB. I I think in a way that's a good thing, but the longer it lingers, the longer you have not only people in the media taking sides or fans taking sides, but uh, what's that locker room like? Are they 4K? Do they believe they're better with J.J.? I mean, there's a lot of elements here that could fester into a negative side more than a positive side. So I guess we'll trust Harbaugh uh, knowing when to make that final decision, if he makes it at all, and just says, all right, J.J.'s won it this week, and he loves meritocracy and an open battle, and it keeps both guys practicing hard, sharp uh, the rest of the way. Yeah. It, it's one of those things, going back to the K, you know, post-game press conference, you're right with being a captain. It's a little disappointing to see some of his comments, but at the same time, I understand it. Um, you know, and he said even he's faced that adversity where people have doubted him or thought maybe he shouldn't have had the job really his entire career. Last season, people were calling for J.J. McCarthy. He went out and won a Big Ten title, uh, in, you know, despite it. Um, before that, it was Joe Milton who was starting over him, then he won the job from him. He talked about in the past, going back to high school, where he, uh, you know, wasn't necessarily the guy, and then he goes out and wins Gatorade Player of the Year in Nevada two straight years, which is, has never been done before uh, outside of, of him doing it. 
So he's been in this spot before. He's handled this really well throughout his tenure here, and that was kind of the one breaking point maybe. But, uh, you know, at the same time, he's a young guy. He'll, you know, he'll probably learn from that. I'm sure he got talked to after that. Um, but the locker room thing is something that I just can't predict. I mean, you know, it's like it's one of those things that's so hard to figure out uh, for a football team. This seems like a team that has a really strong culture at this point, but I don't know how things are going to be affected, you know, if they go one way or the other with the quarterbacks. I will say J.J. McCarthy, they seem to love him, um, you know, just as much as Cade McNamara. They don't respect him as much as a leader, and not a knock on J.J., but just because he hasn't been around as long and isn't a captain. But – uh, I think they would rally around him too, and I would hope Cade McNamara would and root for him as well if if that's the direction Michigan goes. I think if I looked at the numbers the right way earlier, 16 different receivers, 16 different receivers caught passes on Saturday. That's a pretty solid number considering that I think they completed 18 uh, passes. So McNamara, 9 of 18, like you said, for 136 and one TD, no picks. Uh, Bowman, which is a strong, solid third stringer, five of six for 40. And then McCarthy, uh, who has changed his, he's known as just Jesus uh, McCarthy. What would Mac do? Uh, what, would, what would JJ do? There's little bracelets they're selling part of the NIL deal. And one thing about the running game, which I will say, Corman Edwards combined 25 carries, and you look at the number around 143 yards, that's solid. Uh, I didn't like Millen being 16 at 20, throwing the ball, but not a lot of yardage uh, for Colorado State. That's probably the only flare I put up there. But, you know, 51-7, your defense gives up 219, you put up 440, and here we are spending the first 20 minutes of our conversation about the game about J.J. McCarthy and K. McNamara? <laughs> there was a lot more that went on in this game. You're right, 16-20, to 20, it was surprising to see that number for Clay Mill and Colorado State's quarterback. Not a lot of yardage, though. Okay. Exactly. So then you think of it, it's like, well, what, the, what were they doing? You know, they were throwing screen passes. They were throwing passes that went three yards in the air, things like that. And I will say one of the things, and I rewatched the game yesterday, one of the things that I was most impressed with for this Michigan defense was, yeah, I love the, the defensive line, and they really impressed. But it was the secondary making tackles in the yes. open field. Pro football focus said the secondary didn't miss a single tackle on a pass play all day. When you know There was only one time, and it was Colorado State's only touchdown against Will Johnson, the freshman, uh, who also made a you know, good play earlier in the game, but got burned on this one. That was the only time Colorado State and their air raid offense got behind the Michigan defense. So I thought that was a really good performance. An underrated. You saw DJ Turner coming up. He made a huge hit on a screen pass. Michael Barrett from the linebacker spot. Rod Moore was all over the field. Uh, and then those, you know, the edge guys, they were rotating him in, like, uh, you know, in waves. And same with the interior guys on the defensive line. And everybody in there was being productive. Again, not a, not a good opponent in Colorado State. They're rebuilding under Jay Norvell. But it was still a, there was still a ton of bright spots, I thought, from this defense. Looked fast. As Jim Harbaugh said, his favorite part was the winged helmets just flying to the football. When he watched the film, he would see a bunch of guys swarming the ball. And, uh, you know, you could see that live as well. So a lot of encouraging things from the defense. And probably, honestly, like whatever happens at quarterback, they'll probably be just fine. Uh, the bigger concern was on defense. But you're right. The story is the quarterbacks. And 
it makes sense. It's the most important position, but I, I really liked what the defense showed. Yeah, we'll talk about Sanders still. He had a sack, kind of filling the role of Dax yeah. Hill in a in a blitz position uh, with his speed. Yeah, that's another part of that secondary. So, yeah, we'll get to the defense, talk about some of the bright spots on offense away from Corum Edwards and the McCarthy McNamara battle. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com. Is joining us on the Meyer guest line. Clayton, hang around for one more segment. We'll get back to you uh, in a moment. You have a Michigan question. Add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. You can also opt in on that Huge text chain. Text the word Huge to 21000. That's the word Huge to 21000. More with Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com on Michigan's 51 7 win in just a few moments. If you miss any interview, any hour, any full show. Our podcasts are free and we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts and you can catch up and listen on your schedule. Search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of excitement because it's a new day for winning only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. It's a new day at SoaringEagleCasino.com. Another first for the Tigers tonight. Josh Lester is expected to make his major league debut tonight in Los Angeles. Lester was called up when Miguel Cabrera was put on the injured list with an injured bicep. He becomes the 13th Tiger this season to make his first major league appearance. He's a great story of perseverance. Lester's a 13th round pick who watched 399 players taken ahead of him in 2015 and has battled in the minors for seven seasons. Now he debuts at age 28. Lester led Tiger minor leaguers in homers last season and had another 25 this season at Toledo. He said he couldn't wipe the smile off his face when he got word he was headed to the big leagues. Let's hope it's everything and more than he expected, not just for him, but for Tigers fans as well, providing some offensive punch to a much-needed lineup. Huge here for the incredible Tellymore Golf Resort. Now they're located in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. That's less than an hour north of Grand Rapids. And as the summer winds down, they still have great stay-and-play packages available. Go to TellymoreGolf.com. That's TellymoreGolf.com. Don't forget about the fall rates. That will happen after September. You can follow the rate changes at TellymoreGolf.com. And if you live in the West Michigan area or around Mount Pleasant, Midland, Cadillac, wherever, you're close to driving in and playing 18 or 36. You don't have to stay and play, but I do recommend the stay and play packages at TellymoreGolf.com. Still a lot of summer golf remaining. And if you're looking to book a wedding, reception, a special event, they can handle it. Go to TellymoreGolf.com. And real estate is pretty big at Tellymore. See everything you need at TellymoreGolf.com. That's TellymoreGolf.com. It's a fact. Some vehicles just work harder than others. That's why Dorman offers not one, not two, but three lines of chassis parts designed specifically for your situation. From control arms to bushings, from sway bars to tie rods, Dorman chassis parts are high performance, corrosion resistant, and guaranteed to provide long service life. That's Dorman chassis parts, available at your neighborhood Auto Value Auto Parts stores. Thanks again for shopping locally. Auto Value, where service is the difference. We get it. 
Whether it's jackpots or colors of the rainbow, seven's a special number, and at Meyer, it's no different. This week, get more for your money with seven for seven dollars. No luck required. Mix or match specially marked items. Once you buy seven or more, you'll get each for only a dollar. From a pint of fresh blueberries to Meyer pretzels, puffs, or corn chips, and Meyer sandwich bags and vitamin water, there are so many ways to seven for seven dollars at Meyer. And no matter how you shop, enjoy the same low Meyer prices in store and online. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. You're listening to the Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes, our executive producer. One note about Saturday morning at LMCU Ballpark, home of the Tigers High affiliate, the West Michigan Whitecaps. Edwin Marino and the crew are paying tribute to those that we will never forget. The 9-11 Memorial Stair Climb will take place at 8 a.m. on Saturday morning. If you'd like to take part in it, come out and support the firefighters and others doing the stair climb. Go to the Huge Show Facebook page or at Huge Show on Twitter. You'll see all the info. And we will never forget. And thank you to the Marino family, all the volunteers, and to the firefighters who put their lives on the line every time they give a call or get a call. They give it their all uh, to save lives on a daily basis. Yeah, this 9-11 Memorial Stair Climb at LMCU Ballpark here on the west side of the state uh, taking place. That will be on Saturday, I think, 8 a.m. All the specific details, and you can sign up if you want to take part in it or you get all the uh, times if you just want to be there uh, to support those, including the firefighters and people from every walk of life uh, who are just there saying they will never forget. It's this Saturday, 8 a.m., all the info on the Huge Show Facebook page and also at Huge Show on Twitter. Let's go continue our conversation about Michigan's 51-7 win over Colorado State this past Saturday. Looking ahead to Hawaii on Saturday night. Hawaii literally may be uh, the worst Division One team in college football. My Lord, if Western Kentucky and Vanderbilt are hanging almost, a, was it, 140 on them, can Michigan score 100? Could this be an old-school Rutgers road trip uh, flashback? What, what do you think is going to happen on Saturday? I, uh, if you call off the dogs, like I said, uh, with their depth, uh, you know, I, I, you want your quarterbacks throwing, you want people playing hard, I is this game going to be in the 80s? I'm serious. <laughs> I think it could be almost whatever Michigan wants it to be. Uh, the line opened at 46 and a half, and then it goes up to 50 almost immediately, I think because of you know Michigan fans and other people betting and just seeing what Hawaii did the last couple of weeks and what Michigan did last week. The, really, I would think they'd call off the dogs and it'd be a typical you know, 60-something to three or whatever. Last time Hawaii came to town, it was 63 to three back in 2016. But, uh, but the quarterback thing makes this so interesting because, well, you want to get them as much work as you can probably, right? So at least maybe the halfway through the third quarter. But if it's so ugly, maybe you know, there'd be no point of risking something. Um, and maybe you just call off the dogs, as you put it, uh, you know, maybe at halftime and you get guys in. It's interesting. Jim Harbaugh was asked about how he's attacking, you know, playing different freshmen because they had 84 guys play on Saturday against Colorado State. And he said, well, you know, they get four games. So, you know, a lot of these freshmen that will still redshirt, 
um, you know, going to get into games over the next couple weeks. And he said that his goal is to actually get all 120 or 130 players that are on the roster to play in a game at some point this season. He says they, they hope to be in that position. So it's not the number one goal, of course, but if you can, he wants to do it. And, you know, I think the second half this weekend is probably a good opportunity to, you know, chip away at that goal. Um, yeah, the quarterbacks really throw the wrench in the whole thing because I think you want to get Cade McNamara some work after he comes off the bench. J.J. McCarthy should get probably most of the first half like Cade did last week. So that's why I think I would, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to bet this game on the DraftKings app, but I, I think Michigan will probably win by more than 50. I think they'll cover yeah, Michigan, by the way, uh, latest update on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, minus 50 against Hawaii. Primetime game, and if every player gets to play, uh, more power to this team. Uh, what else stood out to you maybe that isn't there in the box score that people didn't notice on TV, but you mentioned in our opening segment you rewatched the game. Uh, other names that caught your attention uh, in that 51-7 Michigan win over Colorado State. Yeah, a couple of things, starting on offense real quick with C.J. Stokes, the freshman running back. He was a three-star. He came in in the summer in June, so he didn't have spring ball, didn't get to play in the spring game, so relatively unknown. The coaches have raved about this guy during fall camp, and they said, yeah, he, he came in. We like his mentality. So the freshmen go through an academic thing in August where they have to miss some practice because they're in class. Well, C.J. Stokes uh, – you know, they make them get taped up, stretch, all that before they come out to practice late on some days. Well, C.J. Stokes would get taped up before he went to class so he could get in practice, you know, as quick as possible. Jim Harbaugh said that warmed his heart because he probably would have done the same thing. Uh, so they liked this kid from the get-go this summer. And we saw him. He, he had some really good bursts. Uh, what did he have? Six rushes for 35 yards. The 18-yarder was the one that really stood out. J.J. McCarthy helps with that on a read option, being able to you know have a defender have to stick with him. So I, I thought he looked really good. And Michigan, you know, big storyline coming into the year is who's going to be that third running back. It looks like for now it's him. Uh, and then the defense, just how many different guys they were able to rotate in up front. They had 11 tackles for loss. It, you know, nine guys had at least that half of a tackle for loss. And, you know, just so many different guys kind of, coming in. I thought Mike Morris from an edge spot who bulked up to 292 pounds this offseason, which is huge. Average for a Michigan edge this year is 251.9 pounds. And he's, you know, well over that. He looked fast in addition to being able to get there with his with his power move. So I thought he looked really good. Mozzie Smith was taken on double and sometimes triple teams from the nose tackle spot, but he still made a few plays. He had one and a half tackles for loss. Uh, so really the guys that we expected to make big jumps, like a Mike Morris, like uh, Mozzie Smith, just a couple names there, you know, seem like they have. And then there were some newcomers. Mason Graham, the true freshman at nose tackle, he had a couple huge plays. Derek Moore, uh, you know, the freshman defensive end, had a couple really nice pressures, and he looks he does not look like a freshman at this point. So those are all guys, in my opinion, they're going to help this team out. And then uh, failed to mention Iabi Anoma who's the transfer who literally uh, came to campus 17 days before the season opener from UT Martin. He was a former five-star recruit. He went to Alabama and then Houston, then UT Martin. He's basically the transfer portal guy. Uh, been in there three times, but he had a sack on his first snap. And he may not know all the plays at this point, but when it's third down and you can just and you have the athleticism that Iabi Anoma has, why not just let him go get the quarterback? 
That's exactly what Michigan did. Uh, so plenty of names to talk about on this defense. Jim Harbaugh said it was a no-star defense coming into the year. I think we're going to see some stars by the time this, this year's over with. Yeah, and I agree with you on Stokes. Everyone's like, who's this guy? Like, I'm, I'm at right. the Mohawks, the Michigan watch party. They're like, well, who's this? I'm like, well, we're pulling out the roster off my phone. <laughs> and what I see from him is the potential to be a wildcat option inside the red zone uh, where you're not going to risk injury to uh, McCarthy or McNamara, whoever the quarterback is, and the same thing with Edwards and Quorum. I kind of felt that. Again, it's Colorado State. We'll see as you get to tougher opponents. Uh, you can follow everything Michigan football and University of Michigan Athletics 24-7 at thewolverine.com. Clayton Safey, good stuff on week one. We'll see what comes on week two. And will Michigan hit a hundy on Saturday night? The Saturday night hundy. That's right. Thanks for having me. All right. Uh, Clayton Safey, uh, bringing it from Ann Arbor. Uh, he just bought a $1.3 million estate. Brett said his friend built a home for him. Clayton Safey. They call him the Richie Rich of Ann Arbor. Well done. Uh, you can follow everything Michigan 24-7 at thewolverine.com. They're part of the on3.com team. In to the huge text chain. Text HUGE to 21000. What's on tap on the HUGE Radio Network is presented by all the brands Steakhouse and Grills. For the location close to you, go to Brands.com and make plans to watch Tigers games all season long at your local brands. For the one close to you, go to Brands.com. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Hey, this is Matt Shepard. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas? You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. MGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Michigan only. If you think you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Are you ready to hit the open road? You know, get out of Dodge. Meet us at the Detroit Camper Show. Vickers Trailer Sales specializes in towables. New and used pop-ups, retro-style campers, travel trailers, and fifth wheels. Browse inventory online at VickersTrailerSales.com. That's V-I-C-A-R-S TrailerSales.com. Call or text 313-291-9000. For over 53 years, Vickers makes happy campers. No big box store pressure, just mom and pop deals. Campers starting at $89.99. Or payments as low as $128 a month with 10% down and credit approval. Call or text 313-291-9000. Your adventure awaits at Vickers Trailer Sales. Coming right at you. The excitement you've been waiting for. Eagle Casino and Sports. 
the mobile casino made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Play slots and table games with live dealers at one exciting site, playeagle.com. Sign up today and get a match deposit up to $1,500. That's right, up to $1,500 plus 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports. Go to playeagle.com and start winning today. Must be 21 or older and in Michigan to play. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back broadcasting across Michigan. We're all about huge opinions. Big name guest, Superfly Hayes, is our executive producer. Let's check in on what's on tap at all the brands, Steakhouse and Grills. Saturday, you'll have Michigan State Akron at 4, Hawaii at Michigan Night Game at 8 p.m. on all the TVs at all brands' locations. Lions season opener Sunday at 1 against the Eagles. At all brands, Steakhouse and Grills. ND, rest of the NFL, Bills, Stafford and the Rams on Thursday night, kicking off the NFL season. For the brands close to you, go to brands.com. You will find a brands in Bay City, brands in Caledonia, just south of Grand Rapids, brands in Cascade, east of GR, brands in Holland. Off of US 31 and James. Johnny Brands in Granville and Johnny Brands on Leonard in downtown GR just off of 131. Lunch, dinner, happy hours, and all the Michigan, Michigan State, and D and Lions games on all the TVs at all brands locations. Check out their lunch, dinner menu, takeout, pickup, delivery, and more. All day long, go to brands.com. And that's what's on tap, presented by all the brands, Steakhouse and Grills. Here's what's on tap with the Huge Show coming up on Saturday. Uh, it's an honor uh, to be the MC uh, for the Step Up for Down Syndrome celebration at the Special Olympics Michigan Unified Sports and Inclusion Center at 68th and Division, uh, south of GR. Uh, this is a full day from 9 a.m. until 3 p.m. where you can join the Down Syndrome Association of West Michigan for a day of celebration, exploration, and fun at their annual community event and fundraiser, Step Up for Down Syndrome. And I will be the MC, uh, kicking off everything early Saturday morning. Registration and everything opens up at 9 a.m. So if you want to get out and support the Down Syndrome community and those families, Kids and adults, uh, join me, 68th and Division, that new Special Olympics Athletic and Inclusion Center, which is one of the best things in this country, if not the world, for kids and adults with special needs. And I'll be out there stepping up for Down Syndrome. That will be on Saturday, uh, 9 a.m. until 3 p.m. Look for me 
uh, a little after nine, and they're at 10 a.m. MC in the start and uh, leading everybody out. It will be awesome. And thank you to all the families. Thank you to all the support groups uh, who step up for those kids and adults uh, with special needs. And you can step up for Down syndrome this Saturday, 9 a.m. until 3 p.m. at the Special Olympics Michigan Unified Sports and Inclusion Center, the old Grand Rapids South Christian High School at 68th and Division just south of GR. And also a shout-out to King Flower. We see their trucks all the time out in Lowell, Michigan, uh, for supporting uh, this special event on Saturday. That'll be cool. Sometimes we go about our lives and we don't understand what other families and kids and adults have to deal with. And it's amazing to see the state of Michigan support those with special needs. If you miss any interview, any hour, any full show, our podcasts are free, and you can listen on your schedule. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcast. Big. Bad. Huge.